Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to uh, the Creative Process Podcast. Um, today, it is going to be episode five with my good friend Hayden Joyner. Um, today, we basically just talk about his primary experience within design, um, him working with a D2 college and that type of workload and everything that he has to um, go through as well as his uh, his coworkers on their creative staff. Um, very, very interesting topic because mainly you get to see, especially in these content areas, you get to see the D1 perspective of college athletics. So here is the main D2 perspective of college athletics and how strenuous it is, how insane it is, and also how enjoyable it is, he says. So, uh, so yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching um, and get right into episode five of Creative Process. Welcome, welcome back to episode five of Creative Process. People in the Twitch stream, um, welcome to the stream. People listening and watching on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcast, welcome to the podcast. This is episode five. Today we have an awesome person on uh, named Hayden Joyner, um, another fellow sports designer um, within that whole sports scene. So we will get into talking about. Hayden in a little bit here as my phone is ringing. Fantastic. Um, we'll get into talking about Hayden here in a little bit, but preemptively, I want to say um, I want to continue to thank you guys for coming out and listening. Um, I hope these episodes are bringing the designers that are listening some value. Um, I know the past the uh, the past um, guests that I've had on on here that have been more than happy to share their um, experience and information that they've learned have said that listening back to the ones prior um, to them being on has been has been awesome um, there's always a little piece in there um, that you can or that the people listening I think I think can relate to so um, so yeah awesome Hayden thank you yeah. for coming on my man I know I contacted you a while ago about this and we <laughs> finally have been able to set up a date to do it so um, thanks for coming on my man how you doing today yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm doing good. It feels like we've been trying to get this set up since like like May or June. Like it's been a while. <laughs> it has. Um, I did. I did ideate it. Um, I did ideate and come up with the podcast around then. So, yeah. um, I do not remember when I initially reached out to you, but that sounds that sounds about right. It's uh, it's I, like I the middle like, of August. <laughs> yeah, I remember like when you announced it. I was like, I want to hop on the podcast because I've been trying to hop on podcasts. I just like I don't know. I like doing them. Mm-hmm. So I saw you announce yours, and I was like, I'm going to get on that. Mm-hmm. And whenever that was, you know, I sent you a message, and I was like, yo, get me on an episode. And mm-hmm. we've been – summer's been crazy for me, I'm sure, with you too. So we've been trying our best, but glad we finally got it worked out. Yeah, this is awesome. Um, okay, well, we might as well stop kind of beating around the bush. Let's get into you. You're the, you're the guest, uh-huh. so you got to talk about yourself. Introduce yourself. Tell the people what you do, um, what you like, enjoy doing, I guess. Tell the people whatever you want about yourself. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we love we love a nice humble brag. Um, I'm Hayden Joyner. I'm a rising junior at Lander University, which is a D2 school in South Carolina. It's kind of right south, about an hour south of Greenville, about an hour south of Clemson as well. Um, but basically what I do there is I'm a sports design and media intern. I do video design and uh, photo for them. So kind of all three aspects there. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing too crazy on either of the spectrums. It's not like, you know, we're a D2 school, so we don't have like the highest equipment ever. It's mostly just me and my a7 III and a couple other photographers who just do social video and social photo for all the sports. And then it's me and another guy who do all the design work, but it keeps me busy in the school year, get paid a little on the side. That's all fun. Uh, I also host Off the Bench, which is a sports show 
podcast radio show at the school as well. And I just recently got a design internship with Circuit of the Americas, which I started back in the middle of July. So it's been about a month already. And that's an awesome, awesome experience as well. So about about covers most of the stuff I do, I'd say. Are you from South Carolina? Um, technically, I'm from Lexington, Kentucky, but I've lived in South Carolina. I live in Rock Hill, which is just south of Charlotte. Um, I've lived there ever since I was two years old, so 18 years my Okay. Um, sorry, you just disconnected a little <laughs> bit on my end. We oh, we did. had a little interruption. Um, oh, but uh, but okay. So you kind of are familiar with with the whole lay of the land out there. You're not moving moving out of state or anything for college. No, I've never I never moved around. You know, college is about two hours from my hometown, which I'm still in my hometown right now. I'm moving back to school this weekend. Mm-hmm. But no, I haven't ventured around too, too much. Uh, vacations I've been around, but uh, as for like working outside of the states or anything like that, or outside of my state, it's been kind of all contained. I work here, I work a little bit. Um, I've done some work in Rock Hill, Charlotte, Clemson, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, I have a couple good buddies of mine. They have uh, relatives over in Hilton Head. And uh, oh, okay. I went down there with them, and I was like, "Shit, I think I might want to live here when I'm older." <laughs> <laughs> Hilton Head, Hilton Head's so pretty. Like I love love it down there. I haven't been to the beach there. I've been to Fripp Island, which is like right near it. But I have friends who go to college there, and I have friends who go to the beach there, and it's like it's gorgeous down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Oh my goodness, it is. It is fantastic. Um, his my my buddy's grandparents. They lived in uh, I think it's called Bluffton. Um, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like a uh, 15, 20 minute drive to where um, my buddy's other relatives lived, where they have a they have a mm-hmm. house right on the beach in Hilton Head. So you can only imagine, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, that's that's the life right there. Yeah, honestly. So yeah, we went there over like Fourth of July weekend, and it was and it was awesome. Um, I just I, I think Charleston maybe maybe a place, mm-hmm. um, but we just have to see. Yeah. Um, I've had I've thoughts of of living there too. I know there's a bunch of design people that I know that work down there as well. So. Yeah, like like Ben, like Ben lives out there in yeah, Charleston. Yeah, Ben worked down there. Uh, I think it's Matt. Oh uh, my god, I know a guy named Matthew works down there. Just photo for the battery. Mm-hmm. Uh, super talented guy. It's, that whole city's awesome. I've been there a couple times already, and it's it's beautiful. Yeah, I've I've only seen pictures of it, but it it looks it looks <laughs> fantastic. But yeah, that's my that's my like my end game destination in the United States. I think. Um, but I don't really know how, how well I do away from family. So, so who, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? All right, let's get into, uh, let's get into Lander. You said it's a, a D2, um, school yeah. and you kind of explained, um, your, your whole kind of crew you're out there. You're, you're also doing, um, graphics, video, photo, you're kind of Jack of all trades in it type yeah, of exactly. type of situation out there. Um, so I guess in a sense with Lander, do you work? every single sport or do you have specific sport that you work with um yeah so with it being a d2 school like our entire creative department staff is probably about a dozen people with like at least half of those just being student interns mm-hmm. so we don't really have the the like the masses to do single sport like creative teams so all of us work with everything so basically like photo and video are the main things I get scheduled for and it's like every week I get a schedule and it's like on Wednesday from four to six you're going to be at basketball and then seven to eight you're going to be at volleyball and it's just like then maybe the next day I'm at tennis next day I'm at soccer depends on the time of the year but 
it's all random like that. And then same with graphics, you know, I'll just get our athletic directors will tell me, it's like, Hey, can we get some wallpapers for this week? Or, Hey, can we, uh, get some, some graphics for this big announcement or award coming up and I'll, I'll get those done. Um, actually today and the previous day I've been working, we're getting new graphics for like game days, like the game day graphic you post mm-hmm. doing that. And then also we, we have graphics where if, we'll, if our team wins, we have like a, like a Bearcats win a graphic. So I've been working with all of those and I have to make like 30 different versions for like each <laughs> sport and like women's and men's versions. So it's been super tedious the last two days, but that's what I've been grinding out. Thank God for artboards, right? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness, I can't. I can't even imagine. So I guess it's like a. It's a pretty big workload, then, right? Yeah, through, it's not like it's not super crazy. Graphics wise, I'm kind of like the person they go to if they just need some extra stuff. Um, our main design or like our main athletic directors and designers, they do a lot of that work, like just creating the graphics and and putting them out there on a daily basis. It's just like if they want a big hype graphic for something or they want new wallpapers or like the summer work I'm doing with the game day stuff. That's where they come to me and some other mm-hmm. people for it. Okay. It's, it's not a super bad workload. I'm able to manage it pretty well. Yeah. Awesome. So you work in video and photo as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess you're, you're full, you're all encompassing with the teams, right? Are you, are you there? Like, is it anything like some of the D one guys? Like, do you do go to, go to their practices or, um, or is it just like game day type of things? It's mostly game day type of things. I really, I want to, especially this year with video, like get into the locker rooms a little bit more often than I do or get into practices more often than I do. Mm-hmm. We're not able to do that a whole lot. And especially last year we couldn't because like we had so many COVID restrictions. Like it was just go to game day, sit on the sidelines, take pictures, don't run up on the team, don't go in the locker room, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a lot of restrictions last year, but like, if you see, like, you know, the big schools, like, their big hype edits and stuff or, like, jer- uniform reveals and stuff, mm-hmm. we honestly, we're so small, we don't we don't end up doing stuff like that. I really wish we did, but the D2 experience is so different than what you see is on D1. Mm-hmm. We're so, like, even with our creative staff, we're so limited on people, we have to kind of play our cards right to, like, what we want to dedicate our time to. Like, we could spend hours and hours making a hype video, but that would take away time to just get the bare necessities to promote the athletics in the first place. Mm-hmm. For sure. Based, yeah, so, like, for video, like, we show up um, to a game. There's usually one, or, only one or two of us, and one person's usually just shooting, like, trying to get clips of the video. We also have, like, an, another stationary camera that films the whole thing for, like, live TV because we, like, broadcast over the Internet. But we have one guy or girl who does like getting clips and the other person's kind of getting like secondary clips you're trying to get fun stuff to also include and the same goes with photo we have creative photo and then like the main photo people there's usually two, only two of us working a game as opposed to like a team of a dozen working a game mm-hmm. like just for the creative side on like d1 teams mm-hmm. so i think like that's the biggest like difference i've never worked with d1 and i'd love to but d2 is just such a different such a different animal because you got to really you, you can't like, I don't know how to put it, but you can't, like, have, like, broaden your horizons too bit. You have to, like, stay focused on what actually matters. Because if you try to do too many different things, we're going to get off track and not put out the best content possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it just stems from main thing is just budget. Budget isn't there yeah, to have, to have more thing. people on to, to be able to cover those potential, you know, other sections to where if you want to get this certain content, you just don't have enough people to be able to cover that. So... 
Um, I think you're definitely explaining one hell of a grind, that's for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Especially you're working all year round too, because there's sports all year round. Like it's not like you're just with yeah. like football or something. So like you're just working yeah, exactly. football season. It's like hundred percent of the school year you're doing school and you're working sports. Which in a sense, mm-hmm. it, it's probably. It, I mean, it, it's probably fun as hell. Yeah. It's <laughs> Yeah, and like working with the people that you probably do you enjoy working with the people you work with then probably, huh? Yeah, everyone there, I love working with them. Um we always give each other advice. We always, you know, we'll we'll, we'll have some casual conversations or banter during the games like during halftime and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's honestly like it's D2, it's very casual, you know. I I liken it a lot to like doing high school sports. Mm-hmm. Um our school, it's fairly big. It's about 3 to 4,000 students and our facilities are really nice for our, like division. But, you know, it's all casual. Everyone in the stands, you can immediately pick out and you recognize everybody. Um, the athletes will come up and talk to you because they're like, oh, I recognize you from, from math class or something because mm-hmm. we're all just like a tight-knit community. So it's really fun that way. And then the same goes with all the other creatives on the on the, on the the staff. We all know each other very well, and it, it keeps us all busy. It's pretty fun. Yeah, good. That sounds like an awesome atmosphere you guys got going on. So Yeah. Sounds awesome. So – since you do work with Lander, do you work in freelance opportunities at all as just in like a independent contractor type of feel? Yeah, I'll do that every once in a while. Um, I do do freelance design. Primarily, I do a lot of identity design, so doing logos for companies. A lot of people back home in Rock Hill, they reach out to me and get some st- stuff done. Um, athletes on campus, uh, I know we got the whole like NIL stuff coming mm-hmm. out and I know like with a lot of D1 a D1 content creators, their staffs don't really allow them to work independent contracting with, with athletes and stuff just because of the way the NCAA is. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of loose about it at Lander. I don't know if that, that's really the way it should be or not, but we're pretty loose about it to where if, if, a, if an athlete comes up and it's like, hey, I'm hosting this basketball camp. Can you get me a graphic for it? I'm like, sure. Or like, hey, you want to come to the gym for 30 minutes and shoot a workout video with me? I'm like, sure, I'll do it. And sometimes I'll charge them, sometimes I don't. Kind of depends if it's during the school year or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still, I mean, again, like I said, I don't know if we're allowed to do it, but I'll still do it just just for fun because I just love. <laughs> I, I honestly just love creating content. So even if it's like during the school year and an athlete wants like, hey, I'm gonna be working out in the gym. Can you get some pictures of me? I'll be like, sure. Just tell me when because mm-hmm. I just love. I just love doing it that much. Um, I'm willing to do it for free or. For I go, just you know, if it's just thirty minutes out of my day, and I'm gonna get some really dope photos or video out of it. I might as well do it. Yeah, might as well. I was gonna say like, if if you're doing it for no charge, I don't feel like there's any problem. You're just doing a favor then, right? So it's just yeah, exactly. I don't really see exactly, exactly. You're helping yeah. out a friend, <laughs> and I mean, you you get a little bit of portfolio work out of the side, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like if you're just doing it for for no charge, there shouldn't really be much of a problem there. Yeah, I've never I've done it for two years now, and I've never had an issue with athletic directors coming up and be like, "Hey, you can't be doing that. Stop mm-hmm. it!" And the, no one's ever said that to me, so yeah. I'll continue it until I get stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine as well, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Um, so you did mention Circuit of the Americas. Um, personally, I've never heard of Circuit of the Americas. So when I did some research, um, on your Twitter profile, um, by the way, yeah. everyone. Hayden's links and everything will be down below. So make sure you go connect with this man. Um, so when I was doing some research, um, it looks like they are an indie car. Is yeah, that right? Um, indie car. Circuit of the Americas. It's track out in Austin, Texas, and they're they've become like in the spotlight recently because um, they're typically a MotoGP F1 track. They'd also do some other stuff with like smaller and sporting events and like sports cars. 
but recently they came into the spotlight because NASCAR did a race there over this last year. I don't know if IndyCar did. I haven't been following that too, too much, but it, it's a track that they could probably adapt to. They might have done it. I can't remember, but yeah. NASCAR was the big event. I saw like one of the... On them and everything. Oh, sorry. I interrupted you. It yeah. rained on them oh, at a NASCAR yeah. event? Yeah, like NASCAR was doing a race at Coda, and it was like the first time they've ever raced there, I think. And the day it raced, it was raining, but like all through practice and qualifying, it was dry. So like no one knew how to race the track like in the rain and a new track. Oh, no. Because <laughs> you can't do a NASCAR race in the rain, can you? Typically, they don't. I think they were having like rain tires for that track. But usually on the oval tracks, they don't just because yeah. they're going so fast and mm -hmm. like, don't want to risk it. 100%. Yeah, I think in the in your announcement image, at least, you did have some Indy cars in there. So um, yeah. they must do Indy car there. Um, so this is in Austin, Texas? Yeah, it's in Austin, Texas. But I do all the remote I do, or all the work I do for them is remote. Yeah, I was I, I was going to say, obviously, you probably do the work remote yeah. then. Um, <laughs> so what's it like working um, in a remote setting since that's kind of the opposite of what you do with Lander? Um, what's it like working remotely with them? Do you go through like a creative director or a, uh, what's another like title, like director of media or whatever it's called? Yeah, basically what, what the lay of the land is there, we have you know, heads of marketing that are usually like my boss's boss. And then my boss, his name's Jacob, um, Jacob Martinez. A lot of people know him on, uh, on Twitter. He used to be the designer for the Dallas Cowboys. Now he's working with Coda and he's been a buddy of mine for forever and got me the, got me the internship. So it's basically him. And then below him, we have three interns and he does most of the work, but if there's ever anything that he needs, like that he can't get to, he'll then demote it to us. Mm -hmm. So Remote, that's basically like the like how it is laid out. But when it comes to remote work, it's honestly not been too bad. Um, I know I mentioned to you like in, the, in like texting before this, I do do work for uh, Cameron Magruder, mm -hmm. who's a YouTuber, and that's all remote as well because he's based in Orlando. So I kind of already knew the way remote worked, how it you know how it worked. Um, so it's been fairly easy. Basically, he'll send my boss will send me a text. Hey, need this? Hop on a phone call real quick. And I'll explain it more explain it email me assets i'll put it out will we transfer psds to each other and we're on our way so mm -hmm. it's not it's not too complicated i'm not like when i'm home especially over the summer my schedule's not super busy so i've been able to like you know work a couple hours every day on on coda stuff and mm -hmm. a lot of it's just random stuff but it's been it's been pretty fun yeah yeah that's it was it was interesting because i mean i'm not big into the into the racing scene um, or anything uh -huh. at all. Um, but what caught my eye was that uh, that big tower that you put in the uh, in the announcement yeah. image. I think that was in like a Dude Perfect video. Oh wow! I, um, I, I couldn't tell you. I know they're based in Texas too, so yeah. they went to the track. That wouldn't surprise me. I think I think they like did like a a paper airplane or like a you know those plastic airplanes that you they're like probably like this big. Yeah, you like. Yeah, you like. Yeah, I think yeah, I yeah. think they threw one of those off there and did like a how far oh, wow. you know like a farthest throw competition. But I recognize yeah. that um, the red on it, like going up and yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but um, that's what kind of caught my yeah. eye. I didn't even know that yeah, was like a now. that was like a big <laughs> thing. Um, but that's awesome. So mm -hmm. it, it's kind of is it kind of different work? I mean, obviously you're not working with. Um, like player renders or you know players as subjects yeah. you're working with cars as subjects so like kind of describe like is it is it 
is it harder working with cars as subject? Is it is it harder? I mean, the cameras that they use are probably insane, so the quality oh, image yeah. is is probably not a problem. <laughs> but um, compositionally and everything like that. Yeah, well, it may disappoint. I haven't worked with cars just yet. Um, I guess you started races, in July, right? So I started in July. Um, the MotoGP and the F1 races are coming up in the fall, so that'll be in like September and October. Mm-hmm. So that's when I'll probably get with like with like motorcycles and and the race cars for those graphics. Right now, it's kind of like I said, it's just been like random little things every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also like at the racetrack, there's also a theme park, go kart track. Um, amphitheater and a soccer field associated with it and they also like so they have a usl team associated with the racetrack so i've done work with the soccer team and as well just done some work with concert announcements and stuff and done some stuff like ad mock-ups for sponsors wanting to get deals for the racetrack just every like just kind of random things Mm -hmm. like it's honestly like a complete gamble like every single day (laughs) when my boss messages me it's like what is it going to be today like like a couple days ago, I just did a graphic for like a job fair they're hosting there. I think um, like MotoGP is going to come up, so we'll do stuff like that. I've already done some like like F1 credentials, like rearranging the designs on those. Mm-hmm. It's like it's such a miscellaneous group of tasks, but it always keeps you on your toes because you never know what's coming up. Yeah, I was going to say it's good because it has you working in different potential different mediums and setting up yeah, different exactly. types of files and probably gets you learning a bunch of different ways and um especially with the process if you're in on the process of like creating those sponsor ads mm-hmm. or or mock-ups or whatever um wherever that sponsorship's going um that's probably mm-hmm. really cool you get to work in several different mediums and several different probably several different applications as well yeah it, it challenges you a lot because you know the way you design and go about making a graphic to promote like like one of the soccer games i had to do is completely different when it comes to like hey make us a graphic promoting a job fair we're hosting like it's a completely different avenue. I have to look at different like inspiration when I go on Behance or Twitter to find inspiration. I have to mm-hmm. go to, like a completely different area because like the graphics are so different. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the US? What's the USL team out of there? It's uh, the Austin Bold FC. I Austin think they're USL. Bold. If I'm wrong, it's very embarrassing, but I think it's I think they're USL. Okay, I've never heard of the, like... I've never heard of Austin Bold. Wait, are they? No, I mean, they may be USL, but I think there's what three different divisions in USL. It might be like the low, like the second tier. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. might be right. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard of that, but that's cool. They're not just a racetrack; they have like a full, like amusement type of feel to it. Okay. Yeah, like, that's like awesome. when they hired me, they were like, Dakota, like Circuit of the Americas. It's the racetrack, but it's also like they're an entertainment venue. Mm-hmm. Like they have a the whole like kind of mini fairground theme park called Coda Land. Have like go-kart track amphitheater soccer field like just tons of random stuff mm-hmm. that's awesome mm-hmm. um okay well obviously we've talked about Kodo, we talked about lander um you did touch a little bit on uh, freelance stuff working with um yeah. magruder and everything um obviously the podcast is called creative process so i, I was oh. bound to ask you this question um oh. Whether you want to touch on this personally or with your um with lander or with your um other things that you do um Mm -hmm. what's your whole creative process as a designer um obviously there's plenty of different ways i know with the three people or four people that we've had on already um each single person has a different way they approach it um so what for you personally is your creative process basically i wish i could really i had like an exact way i'd do it but 
it all kind of boils down to just, you know, I'll get into design mode and, you know, just grind it out. I know like every designer is like, they have a design mode they can just go into where you have headphones in, you're just listening to music and just going at it. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, like like every day I'm out here, like I'm looking on Vihance or Twitter, consistently looking for design examples. Even at like, if I go to a restaurant and I see like a cool poster in a restaurant, I'll take a picture of it because I'm like, I'll never know when I need that. Mm-hmm. So I'm always looking for design inspiration, like out, you know, out in the real world, out on the internet, anywhere I can find it, just saving stuff up, whether it's bookmarking tweets or saving things on Behance and folders. And then when a graphic comes to me, I'm like, all right, I kind of will get my notebook out, write down some ideas, whether the client says, or like one, like, you know, one of my bosses say like, hey, we want this graphic with these words, this style. Um, these fonts, I'll write all of that down in a notebook, and then it just comes like a research game. I'm just going on Twitter and my phone gallery, like any resource I have where I can draw inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I'll just go through everything, and I'm like, there's a graphic right there that looks nice, and I can take this kind of little asset and maybe play off of that. It's like, oh, this, I've used like paper rips or and tape, like I can kind of want to do that because that kind of fits the theme of this graphic, or Oh, they used some cloud assets, or they had a really unique use of color and overlays in this one. And I'll take anything I find there and then apply it to my own graphics. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that's the basis of it. And then once it comes to like Photoshop, I'll put stuff together, and usually it's ugly as hell. Like as soon as I start it, like time I make it, I think it's awful. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, let's take a 30 minute break, go on TikTok or Twitter, or just, you know, maybe find more inspiration or just completely get out of design mode for like a half an hour to an hour. I'll get back in design mode and uh, and then I can usually pick out what's wrong with the graphic or what needs tweaking and then mm-hmm. I can finish it out there and then fingers crossed the boss likes it and they don't want any any fixes. That rarely happens. There's usually a tweak, but uh, tweaks are always welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you talk about like gathering inspiration and going to different places for inspiration, I think that is probably one of the most overlooked a- aspects of process in itself. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, in all honesty, like, yes, you can think of a general com- uh, composition in your head. You can think of, you know, yeah. I want this there, that there. I want a decent grid structure with a, this type of, you know, feel to everything. But, um, yeah. I'm in the same boat as you. I constantly look at Behance. I constantly look at Pinterest. I constantly look at Twitter on like based on who I'm following is posting and everything just to mm-hmm. gather, you know, oh, they treated this text a specific way. That's a great idea. Let me see if I can do something, you know, try to treat something or place something um, mm-hmm. or, you know, use that method in a potential way or even explore the method rather not even using it for a post, just using it for, you know, just growing as a designer um exactly because i I feel like people stray away from looking on behance and then designing something using a using a similar method or composition because they think it's stealing i mean yeah obviously if it's a blatant copy (laughs) then Uh yes then yes it is stealing but you know what's been done that's on behance has been done before already like obviously you can't you can't just copy and paste it you know um just the methods of like the things we mentioned composition type treatment um color treatment especially mm-hmm. color, color treatment like color grading on photos or color correction on on videos in that uh, in that essence um there's so many different ways to do it um and looking at inspiration see what works well is only only benefits you as a designer only benefits you as a creative in general um and rather than that like in design we think it's stealing but in life you know 
you look at how someone structures their life. Like, granted, it's not a profession, but you look at people mm. for inspiration. Like, whether you have a mentor or whether you have um, a friend of yours that you know they're getting shit done, you're gonna want to look to them for for inspiration. Um, so I always I always like thinking of it as like a a life asset rather than just a career asset. Yeah, like I find myself going on Behance. As just like when I'm going through my daily like social media, like just looking through it. Mm-hmm. I'll scroll through my hands like I'm scrolling through Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just I don't know. I love looking at designs that much, and mm-hmm. like it's not like I get like you know everything's not copying. You don't want to copy the exact design, but every now and then I'll see a design on my hands. So I'm like that's dope, and like I'll see a part of it where I'm like I don't know how to do that. And the way I like to like I typically learn how to do stuff because I'm completely self-taught in Photoshop. It's like, I'll see a graphic and I'm like, let me try to replicate it the best I can. Cause I'm like, just even like looking at something that looks harder than like beyond your skill set, just even attempting to recreate it will make you a better designer. Mm. You, don't have to, you don't have to post it or claim it as your own, but I've tried to like just recreate it. Like, how did they get the type to look that way? Let me try my best to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, how did they get that photo treatment to look that exact way? Let me try to copy it best I can just to learn the process and you know how mm-hmm. to learn different adjustment layers um, interact with each other, different blend modes interact with each other. Um, I've done that a ton of times just to even learn. And I've never posted anything like that because it's, it's an exact copy. Mm-hmm. But I'll find ways like that just to, you know, broaden my skill sets. Then when it comes to actually making a graphic for a client, I now have those skills that I learned from another graphic that I can now apply to the new graphics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just all in the essence of, of growth as, as a designer, especially if you work in, like, those different applications. There's... 7,000 ways to do one thing. So it's like exactly. finding finding your way of, uh, what's it called? Method of operation, like finding your yeah. way, how you complete certain tasks. It's, you know, it's it's unique to you, but the the uh, outcome may be, may be similar. But, um, mm. and, and it's it's always good to learn the ins and outs of a program too, if you've been wanting to work in it or work in it um, a lot as much as we do. Um, like finding different ways to do something that you never even knew was capable. That's always like a big breakthrough. Um, I think, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so that's cool. Um, I like never heard of circuit of the Americas before. That's freaking awesome. I've never heard of that before. Um, and it's very interesting that you kind of have the same, like similar creative process to me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's nice. I work, I work very similar to what, to what, at least to what, at least you stated. Um, so that's yeah. awesome. Um, one thing I forgot to touch on, um, you are a host on off the bench. Um, you mentioned it yes. a little bit in your, um, intro. This is probably the last thing we will go over. Cause I know you're on a, uh, a tight schedule with your car and everything. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you did say it was with Lander. Um, kind of tell the people you said it was like a sports radio show slash podcast thing yeah so basically we have we have uh, a radio station at a university and we have a club that's associated with it and we broadcast over the internet um through a a, a website called radio effects and it's basically a club and i'm on the staff of the club as the sports director which means anyone that starts a sports show i'm kind of like head of you and i can help direct you or just a mentor newer newer radio host to, to do stuff. Mm-hmm. But we have a radio station. We have like a four mic setup, like a one host stand and like three other like round table mics. And basically we just can go on there and play music whenever we want or to a show and it broadcasts live. We can also record it. And so basically what I've done is with the show, we set up cameras in the studio. We have microphones. We have um, 
USB ports or USB drives recording the show and then we do about a two hour talk show on sports and we mainly focus on like the NFL, uh, college football. Those are our main two, but we'll also touch on F1 racing, NBA stuff every once in a while. Hmm. And get I have cameras going at mo- like three or f- like two or three different cameras depending on the day going. Um, and we just take everything um, and then we upload it. So like like you do with this podcast, I'll upload it to Spotify and and uh, Apple Music and all those all those other platforms, Google Play Music, podcasts, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we create a weekly podcast every Wednesday. And I'm a complete one man show. I have two other hosts <laughs> that come on the show every once in a while and help talk sports with me. Mm-hmm. When it comes to making the graphics and like creating everything, it's like that's like my whole thing. And I make the joke all the time, like to like my family and friends at school. Like I, I guarantee you, I spend more time on a week average the last two years on that radio show than I do my schoolwork. <laughs> like I, a hundred percent guarantee it. It's like. Shows on a Wednesday. It's four to six on Wednesdays, and my schedule for Wednesday, like every year, I make sure I don't have class on Wednesdays. And basically, I wake up and then around like I'll get lunch around like noon until three thirty. I'm just taking notes on like all the topics. Like I'll send my topics out for the show to my co-host, like you did to me today, mm-hmm. and I'll just take pages and pages of notes on my computer. Then I can you know read them off. So that way, if we ever get in a debate on the show, I have have counter arguments for anything anyone could ever say mm-hmm. have stats to back up my arguments and everything like that and so <laughs> i'll spend like three hours doing notes and then the show's two hours and as soon as the show's done i'll get dinner come back to my room and edit the podcast out which the podcast ends up being about an hour and 40 minutes edit that out put it to spotify um and by that time it's like eight o'clock and then the rest of the night i take my video cards put them on my computer and i start making video clips and like highlight clips for instagram and tiktok and twitter mm-hmm. As, and then after that's done i'll make like three or four for the week and then the next day i make like three or four graphics so like whether someone said a nice quote in the show i'll make a quote and make a graphic for that or if uh if the nflers has breaking news i'll make a graphic for that like you know Dak prescott signs a new contract Mm-hmm. Make a graphic for that because that's a topic we talked about on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, then we host we host uh, like games on the show, like we do weekly score predictions and game bets and stuff. We're doing a fantasy football league this year, so we make graphics about all that. And it takes me it's probably about three or four hours per day. I'm doing stuff just for that show, which brings no money back to me. It's just portfolio stuff, but. Mm-hmm tons of fun to do it's probably like one of the main reasons i'm always excited to go back to school it's the funnest thing i've done probably it's probably equal to working for lander like it's that much fun for me (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) i had honestly i just did like a little uh a little uh twitter page kind of overview of everything and that's yeah dang i got to listen to what you got going on over here because that sounds like it's very interesting yeah i'll send you I can I'll, I'll I'll DM you. I just DM'd you the link to like the Instagram, which is probably like where all the content is. Okay. Um, but Twitter, Twitter has some content. I'm really lazy at it. Instagram's the main thing, and I like Instagram because then it automatically ports to Facebook, and then video wise, I get videos out on YouTube as well. Yeah. TikTok. So like, mm-hmm. I make like 10 minute video clips that go on YouTube. We make one minute video clips that go on TikTok and and uh, Instagram. And Instagram also has like IGTV. So we have like two three four minute clips on there mm-hmm. and it's just i don't know it takes so much time but i love it so much that's awesome yeah that that sounds very interesting i've always been like dang you know i watch sports enough 
I think I could talk about sports, but exactly. Sports I is just that. yeah. Sports is just a thing that I think everyone can talk about. Sports. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such an yeah. evolving topic that uh, there's always something you can just rip into or praise. You know. Yeah, and we and we model our show a lot like you know like you talk around the lunch table with your buddies at high school about sports. Like that's mm-hmm. how we kind of model, we model the show. It's a lot of like just. You know, random banter we'll, make, we'll get into random arguments about stupid stuff like i think what a really popular clip on our on our instagram is one of my co-hosts was trying to argue that um andrew luck was going to come out of retirement <laughs> yeah okay like buddy bet, like, made like a bet and i was like it's not gonna happen he was like it's going to and we ended up making a bet about like if he does come back my buddy could like slap me in the face live on the show and if it doesn't come back i could slap him in the face which I probably won't end up doing because he's obviously not going to come back. Yeah, but, uh, and I'm not going to be rude. But if he does come back, I'll let him slap me on the face because he'll prove me wrong. But that's yeah. Never <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, damn. I know. I know. We went over a little bit on what I thought we were going to go over to. Um, we're all good. But uh, but yeah, it was awesome having you on. Um, it was awesome yeah. having you talk about the things that you do. Um, and obviously, looks like you enjoy the shit out of working for Lander, especially. <laughs> Um, with doing off the bench, um, I do yeah. have to listen to that. Um, I yeah. listen to the, I listen to uh, part of my take Barstool Sports every once in a while, um, and they have a, they had oh. a great. That's like a similar kind of sports type of uh, mm-hmm. type of podcast. So I can only imagine what yours is about. So, uh, so yeah, I got, I got to listen to yours. That's on the bucket yeah. list now. So um, definitely fine with the ones where it has multiple co-hosts. There's some where it's just me, but the ones where it's like two or two guys on the show are like the absolute best. Okay. Awesome, for sure. I'll take that. I'll take that into account. Um, but anyways, guys, thank you for listening to uh, episode five of the Creative Process. Again, I did mention this a little bit in the middle of the podcast, um, but all of Hayden's links will be in the description. So whether you're on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcast, Hayden's links will be down below. Um, I'll either have his Twitter, his website, or I may just have both. Who knows? Um, I'll whatever, whatever, whatever works. I guess wherever you can uh, get in contact with this man. Um, It will be down below. So, again, thank you for listening. Um, We will see you guys next week in episode six. All right. Take it easy.